Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 or so minutes long, but that keeps us in God's Word, helps keep us focused on our relationship with God, focused on our soul's salvation, our spiritual condition, and also, you know, that helps keep us with a more positive spiritual mindset to be able to deal with life every day. And life throws a lot at us. Well, we always encourage you to share these short studies with everybody you can. Your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, literally everybody. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. But getting people into God's word is crucial for their faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So make that commitment. Help somebody turn their life around. Help somebody get stronger in their faith. Help somebody get to heaven. Share today and every day with, every, with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our new line of thought and study that we began last time talking about, and this is kind of a special focus this time, talking about moms particularly. Moms. You know, Mother's Day is coming up, and so we, and I, I like that day. I like the day where we kind of set it aside to a great extent and say, I'm going to really focus on mom today. I'm going to give her a call if we're living in a different part of the country or maybe just even in the same town, but we're, we're going to, I'm going to talk to mom. Maybe go by and have a, a meal with her. Take her out to lunch or whatever. <laughs> I've said, you know, it's, uh, it's unscriptural. It's illegal for dads and kids to expect mom to cook on Mother's Day. <laughs> now, I say that tongue-in-cheek, but I hope you get the point. We, we ought to honor our mothers. We really should. You know, I talked about a seminar for prospective preachers, and one of the motivational speakers, he got up, and as he was approaching the mic, he said, the best years of my life were spent in the arms of a woman that was not my wife. And the crowd of prospective preachers were shocked until he went on to explain, and that mother, or that woman, was my mother. And then the crowd burst into laughter. Well, you know, he was obviously making a humorous point, but we need to understand he was making a point. You see, again, mothers have a unique, special relationship and quality of love that they share with their children while they're growing up. That does not diminish the role of the father. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that in our nation right now, our culture has moved in such a direction as to really kind of push the father out of the picture, out of the scene to a great extent. And more and more, our homes are becoming broken homes where there's only either just mom or just dad raising the children. And many of the homes that still have mother and dad together in there, well, they're dysfunctional homes. Mom and dad don't get along very well, or else they're caught up in some kind of lifestyle that really degrades their ability to raise their children to be good, productive, and honorable producers and shapers of the next generation. The old saying as goes the home, so goes the nation. And that's true. Because the home, as I've said, is the incubator of the next generation of adults. The next generation of adults grow up within the home. Now, what is that home going to be? 
It needs to be as God designed it to be, mom and dad and the kids. And whenever you shake up that that structure, whenever you take either mom out of the picture or dad out of the picture, the kids grow up handicapped in their maturing process. Because, as I said before, little girls grow up not knowing what they ought to be looking for in a husband. Little boys grow up not knowing what they should be looking for to grow into manhood, what that role model ought to be, what their father image should be. And so they grow up and, well, because they're handicapped, they often then produce another home that's broken or dysfunctional. We need to zero in on parenthood. But but this particular series of studies, we're, we're really focusing on mom. And so God designed that home structure, mom and dad and the kids. We talked about Titus chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, where the apostle Paul instructed the church to teach younger women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. Again, Titus 2, verses 4 and 5. Do you see that those, those three statements there, love their husbands, love their children, be homemakers, also be chaste? And then in 1 Timothy chapter 5, in verse 14, Paul instructed the older women within the congregation to instruct the younger widows, therefore I desire the younger widows marry, bear children, manage the house. Give no opportunity to the adversary to speak reproachfully. 1 Timothy 5 and verse 14. Do you see in both those texts of Scripture the emphasis on homemakers and manage the house? That's that's by God's design. By God's design. When you have stay-at-home moms, they tend to spend a great deal more time with their children, teaching them, raising them, nurturing them, instructing them, shaping and molding them. And that's really the emphasis of this particular line of thought and study. Mom, she who shapes and molds the next generation. Well, they spend more time because they have more time. That's their job, so to speak. And being a stay-at-home mom, raising the children, managing the household, that is a job in itself. Now, when dad comes home, the kids, the children, they are glad to see dad walk in the door. I talked about how I experienced that. I would come home. My wife at that time was a stay-at-home mom. I'd come home, I'd walk in the front door, the kids would run to me. That was a great scene and a great experience. I think back about that a lot. And uh, I would love to have that experience again with them. But of course, time has moved on. We talked about how Mary, chosen by God to be the physical mother to bear the Jesus into this world as a physical child, a physical baby, and then be there and his growing up years to give him, from a physical perspective, you know, the nurturing, the love, the caring, and even the guidance. Though he was 
always fully divine, he was still fully human at the same time. So she was going to be his mom. And we talked about how God sent the angel Gabriel. And the last point that we read of the announcement from the angel to Mary was, blessed are you among women. What a great statement of honor for Mary, the would-be mom, the mom-to-be. And we need to really respect our mothers. Blended, again, that relationship, that kind of love that a mom exhibits toward her children, that's, that's rather unique. It's different from the love that the father exhibits and and, and uh, communicates to the children. That does not mean the father's is less important. It's just different. There's nothing quite like that relationship between a mom and her children. And that love is very special, very warm, and very tender. Blended in with all of her other duties, a godly mother is also a tremendous influence in the spiritual development of her children. All through the day, a mother teaches her children biblical principles. At least she should be doing that. Through her personal example in living by those principles herself. But also, she'll pick up object lessons that naturally present themselves during the day and teach the children, her children, about morals, about righteousness, about godliness. Countless little ones have sat at their mother's knee or lay tucked in bed as mom pulled the covers up to their chins and then listened to their loving mom read Bible stories to them. Oh, what a great experience. What a great image. And blessed be the patient mother who smiles as her little one blurts out at the top of his lungs, Amen! at the end of a prayer that has been led in public at the worship service of the church. She had her little child there. He understood what the prayer was about. It was a prayer, and amen was at the end. (laughs) She was raising him to follow God. It's not just her children who grow spiritually through the influence of mom. As her husband observes her patient, persistent, godly influence on their children, he also grows stronger spiritually. Oh, how we need to be thankful to God for mothers, and especially for godly mothers. Extra thanks to the godly mothers and for them, because they truly shape and mold their children's lives and get them ready for eternity. What a great lesson. What a great reality and truth that we need to learn about just how important moms are. In 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, we read this. Nevertheless, speaking of, of mothers, she will be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with self-control. What a responsibility God has placed upon mothers to raise their children 
to become productive citizens for sure in the culture, the nation, the society ahead of them. But even more important, what tremendous responsibility and trust God places in mothers to raise their children to believe in him and be prepared for eternity with him in heaven. We'll study some more about moms. She who shapes and molds next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for mothers. Thank you for the role that you have given to them. Thank you for blessing us as we are born into this world to be children of mom and dad. And please, Father, help us to respect our mothers fully and help our mothers to be respectful and respectable before their children. Guide us in your will always. Help us to live our lives, to be with you in heaven, and guide mom to help us all the way down the road to that ultimate destination. Please be merciful with this Father. Please forgive us, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.